Well, uh, we're recording. Hi, babe. Hey. This is gonna be episode one of our podcast. Whoa. The very first, well, it's like the extension of the first, but... It's not this, our fir- this isn't our first rodeo. We've had a couple trial runs, but... No, but this is, this is absolutely our first rodeo. Yeah, this is going to be for sure the first episode when it's released. I don't yes. know. If, I don't know how, how it's going to go or whatever, but um, yeah. Hey. Hi, babe. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Just doing dandy. <laughs> Just fantastic. Babe, you're being so awkward. <laughs> Why? Just be cool, okay? Be cool, babe. Cool. Cool, yeah. Be cool. I'm being cool. We're cool. Um, Cool. Okay, so podcast. Relationship podcast. Couples podcast. Um, That's what we're doing here. Yeah. I hate saying podcast so much. It's well, like, you- we fucking know it's a podcast. Like, stop saying the word hey, podcast. Hey, in case you don't know, you're listening to a podcast. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. A word from our sponsors. Uh, get the all new Kia Nero. It's- Give us a Kia Nero. <laughs> I want a Kia Nero. So this is what this is all about, is we want This a is new what car. we're building towards. So, Somebody you know, give us a new car. Just within these first minutes if you like what you hear subscribe share us because we are trying to get sponsors and we are nobodies so we're most likely never gonna get any are we though are we trying to get sponsors i'm not even thinking that far down the road i want a kia nero <laughs> and i kia, want we're, we're talking to you and mission tortillas i want some low carb tortillas <laughs> keto bitch yeah yeah um, great stuff uh, you guys, we are drinking. Uh, is it Bonviv? Is it Boneviv? Is it Bonvi? Is it Bonvi? Is it, it Boniver? Is it Bon Iver? <laughs> it's Boniver. We all know this. Anyone out there who says Bon Iver, <laughs> go suck a dick. Doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um. This is our first time drinking these ones specifically, and they're pretty good. I feel like there's zero sugar, which I love because. We do try to consume as little of sugar as possible. We used to say keto bitch, but eh, it's more like low carb bitch. No, but like, I only stopped saying keto bitch because stupid people get so annoyed with keto. Like one of our bitch friends, and we all know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> the only reason I have a problem with it is because I think that if you're going to be keto, and that's a whole separate conversation down the road that we can talk about. But um, Technically speaking, we don't we don't count track. calories and we don't track. And you really have to be tracking in order to be true keto, which I was for like a year and a half. Yeah. I don't track anymore, but I also just feel like I don't track anymore and I'm not counting calories because... I done it long enough that like I just know what I can eat and what I can't. Yeah. Anyways, Bonvi, it's good seltzer. Try them out. Yeah, we're not sponsored. <laughs> this was not a sponsor <laughs> at all. Shout out though. Shout out Bonvi. If you're looking, if you're for- looking for, <laughs> for nobodies to sponsor, we would love your contribution. Um. 
So, yeah. So, yeah. So, what are we going to talk about today, babe? What's our first episode about? Uh, We're going to be talking about... That's right, people. <laughs> we're doing it. We're talking about... Coronavirus! Quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we would say it together, like, in unison. And I want you to know that I love you so. You're my best friend. How about I say corn, you say teen. Corn. Teen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Everything about quarantine and basically our experience over the last couple months. Yeah. And how we kind of survived it. And I think really more so probably what went wrong for a lot of people and who are still kind of experiencing that like right now. Yeah. And how things are going wrong. And obviously this is just purely perspective. Like this isn't like, yeah, this is just our perspective. Like yeah, our we're, experience. We're not experts. No. Not experts. We're not any experts. We're not experts. What is that voice? <laughs> That's my we're not experts voice. So the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, let's start from the beginning because I feel like let's what was that? March? End of March? Yeah, it was the end of March. Uh the first day of shutdown was March 20th. Was that here for you? here in California? or from or yeah, I guess. Well, no, it was like an official like shutdown. When did our county? When did you stop working? March twentieth. March twentieth. Yeah, my like I was. um, It was well the night of the nineteenth was when um, Newsom gave his like speech. And what's that called? He gave like a he gave like a State of the Union type of deal. Thank you. Like whatever. um, His announcement. Uh, leading up until that point before like it was official like yeah oh shit we're gonna be locked down like were you feeling not really like this was anything to worry about or like was it not real for you until that like or when when did it get real for you was it the the minute you stopped working and we were both home the next day yeah like i feel like you know early march we had a trip planned to seattle and at that time, like Seattle was known as like the hub. Yeah, with like six cases no, at the time. For, no, for sure. Which no, for in, sure. In retrospect, is like is seems nothing. Seems so little but. now, but like it, that's what I'm trying to say. Like perspective. Like at that time, that's what that looked like. We had a trip planned. We went on that trip. It was such a good trip, though. It was the best trip of our lives. We got to experience this city. That is normally so packed, so crowded. We got to experience it in a way that no one will ever experience Seattle like that ever again. Like everywhere we went that normally has lines out the door, a mile long, like crowded, like you can't even walk through a space because it's so packed. We got to experience it being completely empty and it was I'm not going to lie. It was an amazing experience, but fast forward. So that was early March. And I will never forget that I was talking to a client of mine who lived there for several years and her husband is like a big, crazy, like doctor. 
mm-hmm. who like specializes in like infectious disease and all this stuff. And so like right right before, literally the day before we left for our trip, I saw her. I spoke to her about stuff in Seattle and we talked coronavirus and what it was looking like right there. And basically at that time, it was very much like, you know, it's not that big of a deal you know, don't be an idiot. Don't go around like licking a bus. Yeah, just wash your hands. And right? like, yeah, don't don't go around acting like you're invincible. Like, be aware. Like, be cautious. But like, at that point, it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, we also and didn't I, know anything really about it, and the country as a whole didn't know anything about it. Completely, it was, like, it was pretty isolated, and it was right at the beginning. We're like, hey, this might be a problem. No, totally. And, and that, so we and we were like let's let's go on this trip before things get crazy and you know had it been where it's at now i mean we probably for sure wouldn't have gone oh Um, completely had it been where it was at now we would most definitely not have gone 100 percent. yeah but that's all i'm saying is in perspective this was beginning of march this was where things were at and i will never forget the feeling of from before we left on our trip to then when we got back from our trip it felt like everything shifted. Yeah. And it felt like it started to get really serious just in that such short period of time. Yeah, it was probably like a, I don't know, like a week. A week, after yeah. After that's when they were like, you guys need to stay home. We're shutting everything down. Well, Lockdown it, no, starts. It, no, so still it wasn't even quite that yet. So I worked for about a week after coming back from Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I had clients starting to cancel appointments because they were on the cautious end and like didn't want to come in. So I was starting to get cancellations. And at that point, I was feeling so conflicted because social media, Instagram, you know, people in my industry were all across the board. People were either voluntarily shutting down and staying home before that order was actually given mm-hmm. or people were like shit like no i need to keep working until i physically can't anymore yeah and i was just feeling so conflicted in like my heart on like what the right thing to do was cuz i don't want to put people in danger i don't want to contribute in any sort of negative way but at that particular point i was in a space of like i will keep working until i am physically told i am not allowed to i will let i guess the government make that decision for me because it was too much pressure for me to physically choose because i'm self-employed so it was just too hard for me to make that choice um yeah and then Luckily for you. And then, yeah, shortly after, just a week later, shutdown happened. And that's where it for sure became real. Yeah, I was trying to look up the exact date for the county, like when they mandated it. But it's somewhere around. It's March 20th. I will never forget the day. We got the orders March 19th. So you wake up March 20th. You're no longer working. Money's not coming in. Like, how are you feeling with all that? Well, I feel like for me personally, money was never originally, um, it wasn't a concern of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, we are very fortunate in the sense of we've worked incredibly hard. We've been very, very smart and savvy with our money. And right before quarantine happened, we were officially debt free. 
So money was never something that I was worried about right away. Like maybe that came a little later once it was like, oh, I'm closed for a week and now I'm closed for two weeks and now I'm closed for three weeks and now I'm closed for a month and so on and so forth. Um, so for me, money wasn't a thing. It wasn't about money not flowing. For me, I think um, I definitely experienced a lot of depression in the beginning just because things felt so heavy, things felt so uncertain, things felt scary. Um, also, I mean, we were pretty much locked inside and there were certain days yeah. that we did not go outside at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought that we created good habits in the beginning, like we made it a point to really start making good habits, you know, whether that was working out any way we could, you know, through yoga here via Zoom or doing just like prison style workouts inside Shout of our out apartment. Brittany Yogini. Um we would go running a yeah. lot. Um and I saw a big difference in your demeanor on days where it was just doing in the house like workouts versus the days that we actually got outside and ran. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that was something that I learned real quickly was that if there was a day that went by that I s- literally didn't go outside, that those were the days where I the depression hit really hard. Yeah. And I felt and then it was just this constant like you know, having the new like I got to a point where I'm like I cannot have the news on in the morning because it just not about not wanting to be informed. It just was too heavy for me. And I'm so like, I'm just a really sensitive person. I feel a lot, probably more than like the average person. And it just was way too heavy. And, but that was something that I learned really quickly. And I remember saying like, Hey, I'm feeling sad, like, or like, I don't feel good. I literally just need to like go outside. I need yeah. to go for a walk. I need to like literally see daylight. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and as soon as we started to make a habit of that, it got a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for a lot of people, um, very early on, it was like a case of, you know, make or breaking in their relationship, whether they made good habits or bad habits. Like for a lot of people, I know for the most people, alcohol consumption you know went through the roof like you know you went to the grocery store everything was gone but you know alcohol was definitely not struggling during the time of quarantine and you know we definitely were partaking in that too and you know i don't think that on our part that was something that was really bad i think we had a good time no yeah i don't think we over consumed but we definitely drank more than we normally do because we tend to be people who i feel like for the most part we tend to really keep drinking mostly for like our weekends. We're not big like through the week drinkers, not typically. Yeah, and then quarantine and that changed. In quarantine. quarantine changed a lot. Um, and like I said, for better or for worse, for a lot of different couples, for us, um, we used it as like a, a tool to kind of like you're saying that heavy mood kind of lighten that and yeah. try to have a good time the yeah. way we could for other people we I weren't think, getting plastered every day by any means i think for a lot of people um you know drinking was an escape from their life that they were being stuck in yeah and uh i think a lot of people found out that either a they did not really like the relationship that they were in and they were forced to really confront that and drinking alcohol or doing whatever was a way to escape that. 
you know, because sure. usually working and being away from home or being away from whoever you're in a relationship, you know, that was usually tip, you know, the thing that would take them away from that relationship and they would have their relationship in little chunks of time. Yeah. Um, and then quarantine happens and guess what? You're stuck with them 24 hours a day. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the thing too, is that I think there's a lot of people out there just naturally who rely so much on, and it's something that I don't even think that they're aware of. I think it's like a completely subconscious thing, but they rely so much on their social aspect, their social life, being with friends, getting to see other people outside of their home, where for us, I feel like ever since we were literally 16 years old, we've just always put each other first and we've always prioritized each other from such a young age that for us, we're just used to being together. We're just, we're used to, like, if there's an opportunity to, you know, go be with friends alone versus just being together probably nine times out of ten we'd probably just settle with being together not settle but like that is honestly what makes me happier like yeah and i i think that we're kind of different than most relationships because most relationships they especially if you're living together you're seeing them every single day that's not the case for us just because of our work schedules you know with my particular line of work you know i'm gone for you know 24 to 72 hours at a time and so we are constantly in a seven day period having these big chunks out of the week that we're not together for sure and i've always attested that to being a part of our relationship specifically that i think where and again even from the very start of our relationship we went to separate high schools Mm -hmm. so we weren't seeing each other like all the time you know throughout the day and then you know you came to San Diego to go to school. I went to LA to go to, you know, cosmetology school. So we had separation there. Um, and then even once we finally moved in together with your, yeah, with your work schedule being gone, like, I mean, especially in the beginning of when you first started working, where you're working right now, like you'd be gone for literally five days in a row. Yeah. So. We've always had an element of separation in our relationship, and I think that that has always made us really find that, like, the heart, like, distance makes the heart go fonder. You know, it's like we... Totally. When we see each other, it is so much greater and joys. But, so quarantine was definitely very different for us in the sense that, like, we have never spent this much time together, along with every other couple in the world yeah and luckily for us we've had so many years that we've been together that really for me like getting this opportunity to spend this much time with you was kind of like a blessing it was like wow who knows when we're ever gonna have this much time and together again until like i'm retired or whatever so i think that was a big difference in our relationship versus other people specifically people who maybe have only been living together for a year aren't Mm -hmm. married and they haven't had that, you know, opportunity to really be with yeah. each other every single day, yeah. every single minute of yeah. the day. But I know couples who experienced similar things as we. Like, I feel like quarantine really, I feel like it's become very evident that it's either made 
or break a lot of couples. I don't think quarantine necessarily broke every couple. I think there are a lot of couples that it did like give this incredible, like beautiful opportunity to build a stronger relationship. And the thing is too, is that just from talking to so many of my clients, especially clients who have families, who have kids, who have, you know, whatever, it's like they have, it was such this beautiful opportunity of slowdown that they would have never been able to give to themselves. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, I'm actually finding, I feel so, it makes me so happy to know this just from my personal like connections and the people that I talk to on a daily basis. I am finding that more people found the beauty in it and decided to find the light in the dark tunnel rather than to go down the dark. But I know that just like through listening to, you know, other stuff, you know, whether it's podcasts, YouTube, whatever, like there were a lot of couples that did not know how to handle. And because they haven't spent so much time together that they were like, oh shit, I don't like you as much as I thought I did. And that's tough, you know? Did you have anybody specifically that you knew that kind of went down that, you know, rabbit hole of like, man, I was in a relationship. I thought I was happy. And then turns out not so much. No, not personally. Every, every person that I've talked to, like, again, just all the clients that I've seen so far. Um, it really sounds like, yes, it had its challenges for sure. Um, especially my clients who had kids and like dealing with the whole like working from home and also trying to like homeschool and Zoom and like all this stuff. Like it definitely had its challenges, but I feel like for the most part, so many of my clients have talked about how it it really ended up being such a blessing in disguise for them. And that's made me really happy and just, it's very reassuring. That's great. But I know that there are definitely still a lot of couples out there who all that juggling was way more than they ever knew that they could handle. And it definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I know anybody specifically that, you know, this broke their relationship. Um, You know, it's funny, like guys that I work with um, at first, it was great. It was like, I love quarantine. Like COVID's awesome. I get to spend so much time at home. And now as we're getting into you know, a few months removed and they've spent so much time together. Now it's like, mm-hmm. hey, do you have any projects for me to do? Because <laughs> I just need to get out of the house and get away for a bit. So it's kind of funny seeing no, that totally. right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway. Because quarantine's not over for a lot of people. Like it, it, like it is over for some to an extent. Like people have gone back to work. But I'm like, I have a lot of clients who, you know, have maybe office jobs who like they're office is you know still allowing them to do remote work so there's probably gonna be places that never go back totally and i well and i think that that is such a thing in its own like i feel like quarantine you know just covid as a whole and obviously all the dark that it has brought and all the you know unfortunate like terrible like deaths and everything and in this such dark situation, I feel like there is still such opportunity for on like so many levels that this could be like we can make our world like a better place because of it. Yeah, I think you know, it was like, a, a big 
you know, I But that's the thing experience. is that if, if companies, if, if, if people, if, if businesses don't seize the opportunity, like I just, it bums me out to think that like we could potentially miss out on such an incredible opportunity to like fix things and to make things better. And sure. that'll all come down to that, you know? Was there anything during quarantine for you that uh, you had a lot of fun doing that, mm-hmm. you know, it's been all kind of serious <laughs> and doom and gloom up until this let's, point. And I feel like, let's, man, let's what a... Let's it up a little. Let's make it fun. Sorry. What a, you know, what a bummer this has been yeah. so far. Um, but I like to keep it real. Yeah, we're keeping it super <laughs> real. People are opening, you know, their vodka right now. Like, <laughs> damn, thanks for bringing that back. Thanks for bringing us down, y'all. Uh, yeah, there was actually a lot of fun things. So, well, and I feel like, so again, like talking about like kind of how we overcame like, you know, the depression part and like overcame any sort of like negative aspect of it. Like for one, I think we did a really good job at like creating new routines. That was one going on runs like every day, being outside. That was amazing. Buying that new incredible version of Tetris. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was game changer. <laughs> that It was like a week or two that we kind of got into some video game stuff, which, you know, I've always kind of closeted game throughout our relationship. And it's always just been something. But like not any of the gnarly, embarrassing games. Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, it was always something I would do on the side when you weren't there, you were never involved. It was, it was just kind of a way to pass the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, we got to the point in quarantine where we were getting really bored with our yeah. daily routine. And, and, yeah. and for sure, the new Tetris on our OLED TV was legit. And then uh, we really put our marriage to the test with Overcooked. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we freaking three-starred that bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Every level. We got through every freaking level. There was a lot of yelling. <laughs> yeah. Gaming with a non gamer and trying to play that game <laughs> would probably ruin most relationships, but there uh, was a lot of fuck your butts thrown out. There was a ton of fuck your butts <laughs> thrown out in that. What? What the fuck? When I get really, really riled up. And like really frustrated, I say like really random shit. That was the uh, the catchphrase. That of was the catchphrase of quarantine. I'd get really frustrated and say "fuck your butt." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. Games were fun. That was great. I also. Oh, can I? Can, can I mention this? One thing that I really love that we started during quarantine that I feel like we've made such a great effort to continue after quarantine. Um, was coffee hour. Yeah. I love, like, it's such a small thing, but I get so excited now about coffee hour on, like, days that we're home together. So every day, we created a new routine. At three o'clock was coffee hour. What? What hour? <laughs> Did I say coffee? I think it said, like, caffeine yeah. or something. She meant to say coffee. I'm that a- was her, uh, her Northeastern accent coming yeah. through. I when I talk a lot, like weird accents come out of me. No, so every day at three o'clock we would do coffee hour. Most of the time it was spiked Wait, coffee. Well, okay, I was gonna say that. If it was yeah, if you weren't on the clock, we would do spiced coffee. And it was like fancy coffee, guys. Like we would make a batch of iced coffee. I'd do a little half and half, a little little sugar free, little sugar free caramel. 
little whipped cream, little cinnamon in the shaker. It was good stuff. A little spiced rum. Yeah, a little alcohol thrown in that. Yeah. Not too bad. It was not too bad. We would do like, yeah, spiked coffee hour and like video games, and it was the best. And then we'd lay down, and it was like the best. What do you mean by <laughs> lay down? We we go in there right now? <laughs> well, that was like our routine, so I feel like it's just only natural. I don't think it was specifically after drinking coffee. We were usually mean, playing games. I mean. I mean, whiskey does make you frisky. Whiskey does make me frisky. So that was a second catchphrase of quarantine was yes. going to go lay down, which was, uh, which I don't which even, was code which, for... Which I don't even remember how we started that phrase i think i asked you was like hey do you want to go hey, wanna, lay down because hey, everybody knows once you go horizontal <laughs> you know there's there's not gonna be just sleeping involved so um but like that became like such a f- but okay again another routine and it's so little but even just that verbiage it, it made it like going to have sex kind of fun and we're like, hey, want to go lay down? And we're like, oh, yeah, well, let's go lay down. Well, I'm Ooh. glad it was, you know, a fun thing for you. I was just looking to get it any way I could. And I was like, this is a great opportunity. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's get in. That's what we're here we... for. I ain't afraid. <laughs> this is the first podcast and we're talking sex. Hello. What's up? Very nice. Um. Yeah, so that was another big thing, though, for us, for quarantine, and I feel like a big part of our survival is we, like, our sex life increased tremendously, in my opinion. Yeah. um, We started fudging more than we've ever fudged. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was a daily routine, It was daily. Yeah, pretty much, unless I was on my purd. I've only ever put ketchup on steak one singular time. Ugh. Shark Week, am I right, ladies? Am I right? Um, but yeah. Okay, but also, can I talk about the fact that, like, I really feel like okay, we've been together for twelve years. Yeah, sex has always been good. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, first couple years go by, and like, got better. And it was like it's good. <laughs> well, I mean, the first couple years, it went from literally like no sex because we were very young. <laughs> To having sex. Yeah, which was, yeah. Which was not good sex. Dry sex. was not good. (laughs) And then, you know, a decade more later, we kind of know what we're doing now. And we know what each other likes. So that's beneficial. And I feel like, I feel like, okay, we've been together for 12 years. And I would say our sex life increased substantially at the eight-year mark. (laughs) Specifically the eight-year mark. Was that... When we were first engaged? No, that's when you learned a trick. Oh, I learned a trick. He knows what it is. I have no idea. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. We're going to have to edit that part out because that's going to sound real weird. Okay. I think that might be a topic for another day that I could charge for that. I mean, (laughs) let's be honest. I just feel, though, like, specifically quarantine sex, I feel that we, there was a honing of some sort. Like, we honed it in even more. I don't know. I do know what it is. It's a little weird to talk about in detail via yeah. <laughs> podcast. 
I think the best way to really talk about it is we were like hyper focused on each other versus yeah. like in the past it was like if we were going to go have sex or something there was always you know it was a lot of theatrics lights were involved music was involved and it was like this thing versus so versus quarantine um i think we started learning a lot about really focusing in on very small parts it's so funny like because kissing a lot yeah a lot of a, floor play <laughs> a lot of floor play and then <laughs> bed play sometimes couch play a lot of foreplay but also it's so funny because i used to think people who had silent sex were like Ugh, like gross like crazy yeah a bunch of weirdos bunch of weirdos but then i i realized that that just was such a young naive mentality because now i almost enjoy silent sex more because it makes me feel so much more like really truly focused on you and us yeah i mean the level of connection is i mean there's nothing there's no distractions around it's It's just you two so that was a difference with quarantine for sure yeah um but we binged a lot of tv we for sure binged a lot of tv Actually, I take that back. We didn't watch nearly as much TV as I thought we would. Really? Yeah. I mean, we would we would have our series that were like, oh, we've waited forever to start watching, you know, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And then we'd watch like, you know, an episode or two a day in like a, you know, 24-hour period where we have nothing else going on. Babe, we binged Tiger King. Okay. We binged but who didn't, Love is Blind. Who didn't? That was like at the end of quarantine. No. And Trash TV is a totally different category i would almost put tiger king in that category as well like trashy tv where it's just like all right i gotta figure out what's going on here and yeah i just want to see this train wreck from start to finish but how good was love is blind it was it started off really good and it kind of fizzled out they tried bringing in the hot people to really mess things up but this is a house filled with the hottest people in the world Hashtag Team Chloe. Chloe. I'm not the brightest spark um, in the book. Yeah. No, I liked that. What was her name? Nicole. Was that Nicole, the Irish girl? She got no respect. She got no respect, but she was like, she was the fucking hidden gem of that show. Yeah. She was the best. Anyways. Anyways. We cooked a lot. Well, we were kind of forced to cook a lot. We weren't really going out to restaurants. Yeah. Um, and then with our specific dietary restrictions and yeah. how we eat, yeah. Um, I felt like we had a lot of good recipes that we kind of adopted during that time that we continue mm-hmm. to make. So that was another positive for us with quarantine. Yeah. Like overall, I think quarantine but did like nothing but good things in our relationship. Personally, yeah, absolutely. We had a great experience. We're really sorry for all of you who didn't. Yeah. Um, you should just you should probably find somebody that you actually care about. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like not enough people make their spouse truly their best friend. Like so many because again, it's it's that social aspect. So many people rely on their social aspect of like their girlfriends, their guy friends, like, and that's where they really put so much of their energy into. Yeah. And for me, like, that is so secondary. Like, it's, it's like, third dairy. <laughs> it's legend. 
theory. <laughs> what? You're just my number one. Like, you're my best friend, and I love spending my time with you. I don't want to spend it with anyone else. Yeah, it's like a vacation. So, like, anytime I have any available free time, it's usually spent with you. Like, that's where I want to be. So, when I was forced to spend time with you, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. I know. I felt like it was just the best. Like, I didn't want to go back to work. I didn't. (laughs) We got to make that money, though. I know. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I do well. But, like, I only went back because I thought I had to. Because I had to. But, I mean. I like to consider myself to be on the more conservative end of COVID and just being cautious. Well, yeah, but, like, what, you lost your passion for what you do? No, I love what I do. But I loved being home. I loved slowing down. I loved... Like being back at work, I do feel a little bit of like a chicken with running with my head cut off. It's a lot, but I also just, I also just finished. Yeah, you had a big milestone day, huge milestone today. So hopefully you'll get back into the swing and things. And hey, look at it this way: you know, in thirty-five years, we'll be able to do that until the day that we die. Yeah, we'll be in quarantine till hashtag death. Amazing. So I love it. Um. Any takeaways about, you know, maybe oh. some advice about how we survived well, and, you know, how we can maybe contribute to other people's success, whether they had some rocky times and yeah. some rough patches along the way and continue to have those? Yeah, I mean, like, I know that, like, our experience versus others is definitely very different just because, um, you know, like, we don't have, we really don't have any responsibilities. We don't have any kids. We don't have any animals. You know, like, and I feel like I can't even begin to imagine how difficult that must have been to be married, work from home, navigate, you know, having to homeschool your children when you've never done it before and just all those navigations. I can't even begin to imagine a loud ass dog. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine what that must have been like. And so I just, I commend like every family out there who made it through that. But as far as us personally and like advice and like how we survived, I mean, simply just your spouse needs to be your best fucking friend. Yeah. Like you're my best friend. I don't know how we can really correct any problems in a relationship yeah. if that we're, hasn't not been experts, established and we're not here to like to tough shit advice. if you're in a relationship where you don't consider your spouse your best friend yeah. like i don't even know where to go with that but yeah that's like a whole other conversation and it just like makes me so sad to think that there are so many couples out there who don't like who truly like their spouse is not their best friend they're like their roommate and that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But we're best friends. We sure are. And we survived. We did. And we're now doing, you know, this fun project together. That, yeah. We're, yeah. We're just, we're killing it, babe. Love you. Love you. Hashtag best friends killing it in Boop. marriage. Look, yeah. Yeah.
Um, but you know, so you know, this was just about quarantine. We felt like it was the most relevant conversation to have as our first episode. Um, we also gave literally zero advice, which is fine because yeah, we're not I'm experts. Not, I, yeah, we're not experts. I'm not here to necessarily give advice. I'm here to give my perspective. And if someone happens to gain something from it, great. But that's not necessarily what this episode is. Um, you know, my we, advice: go find your best friend. Yeah. And somehow build an attraction, get out of the friend zone. Go to www.myspace.com. Do not go there because anybody still lurking around MySpace <laughs> is probably a fucking weirdo yeah. and you don't want to be around them. <laughs> so, terrible advice to end it off. But no, but I'm not going to end it. Can I? I'm going to end it off. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm just going to say that thanks for listening. This was episode one. Um, please excuse us. We're new. We'll hopefully get a lot better as we continue. Um, and we plan to talk about a lot more relationship stuff. You know, I, um, you know, topics like finances and, um, intimacy and, um, you know, (laughs) other stuff that happens in a relationship, other stuff that happens in relationships. God, I'm literally just like, going blank on my mind but that's okay because <laughs> this is live bitches hopefully we'll make it a little more light-hearted yeah that was kind of a heavy one to kind of start off sorry guys sorry for the depressing podcast sorry to make it so heavy but hopefully the next one will make it real light okay we'll make it real light promise <laughs> We're just here to keep it real. Thanks for listening. Um, Please come back. Please tune in for our next episode. We have no clue when it's coming out. So we'll we'll tell you. Eventually. Eventually. (laughs) Hey, babe. Hey. Thanks for for doing this. Yeah. Love you. High five. (laughs) Ew. And claps. All right. Okay, Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.